Hey guys, welcome to the next episode of Island Turtle Talk presented by Balmy Spirit. I am Island Turtle and hope you guys are doing amazing. I've been wanting to do this episode for for quite a bit, um, but as you guys know, I go with the flow. And so this is just when I had um, the bandwidth energetically to do this. So a lot has also happened and taken place since I initially wanted to do this. So forgive me if I'm a little scattered, but there are some like key things I want to mention and talk about, mostly just in a supportive manner. Um, I would say this episode is probably a good one to indicate for like this emergence back into spring and out of winter. This has been an interesting winter. Um, I was talking to a friend earlier and she's like, this is like a very wintry winter (laughs) compared to last year. And I'm definitely on the same train she is. This winter has been total like bubble total bubble, total night energy, total like death energy, recovery energy. Um, And I think it has served a purpose. I feel like it's been, especially for, I mean, everyone's on a different boat, but especially for anyone in the collective who identifies as um, spiritual worker, mystic, what have you, um, anybody who holds a lot of space and supports the collective, whether it's energetically or through services, again, whichever way you want to go about that. Um, And labeling that or discussing that, I feel like a lot of us in that boat have been getting prepared, so to speak, whether it's been through the lens of a deep cleaning, just a deep like rest, recharge, uh, cleaning house, just it feels like it's been a big preparation to really truly be ready for these energies that we are in- learning to embody. You know, I'm going to say learning to embody because we know how to embody these, en- embody these energies by now. Um, but that 2024 is bringing. There's been a lot of emphasis on Year of the Dragon. Oh, no, my camera's going to die. No, stay alive. <laughs> There's been a lot of emphasis on Year of the Dragon, which we are in now. I am recording this on February 18th. Um, We do have Spring Equinox next month. Um, And, you know, North Node, Chiron Conjunction and Aries, I think has really been affecting the collective in interesting ways. And that's mostly what I wanted to talk about. Um, But we also have this 2220, almost said 2020. A little psychic slip there. Um, this 220, 222 uh, window portal, so to speak, that I've been feeling ever since I woke up today. Um, but we will get there. So in a supportive manner, I know that there has been for a good chunk of our collective, some shadow work that's been coming up. Some very strange, maybe eat for some it's intense, for some it's strange and foreign kind of waves of emotion or even non-emotion and isolation. And it's like, I feel like for some people it could be potentially disorienting or just very difficult. So if you've been finding that you're in that boat, almost like, am I depressed? Am I disassociating? Am I numb? Am I sad? Am I neutral? Am I just in, am I just present? Am I just being? I feel like it's a lot of navigating some new states of being along with also going through some very deep peeling away of certain energies, certain programs, certain versions of ourself, maybe even some timeline stuff. There's been a lot of that going on. It is winter. That is what winter is for. But the North Node Chiron conjunction in Aries has been prevalent for some time. The New Moon Aquarius, I feel like really amplified it and really activated it, especially with this whole Aquarian be your unique self, connect with other people and who we authentically are and what we can authentically do together and also have fun in all of it, too. And a lot of emphasis on expression. 
the Aries component, especially with the Chiron component, brings up who we are in all of this, the sense of self, the sense of identity, asserting ourselves, how we speak up for ourselves, even the idea of self-worth and relationship with self, right? So I think this is coming up for in different ways for different people, because it's all about uniquely in your journey, what wants to be peeled away? What have you truly been done with? And also on the flip side of that, if you feel like you're done with the being done with things, it's also these like baby steps and learning to embody, right? This, this version of you, this new ways of being you, the new ways of expressing you and just trying to find your sea legs with it. Both of which kind of can be a little challenging potentially, right? So coming back, if you're in more of the former group and you've been feeling a little depressed, maybe you've been feeling like floaty, maybe you've been feeling very disconnected, quote unquote. And I say quote unquote because I feel like for some people it's actually a process of shedding, but because you're shedding, you're not attaching to it and almost like maybe you can't really identify it, but then it puts you in this kind of question mark state and maybe even state of confusion and a state of like, I don't know what this is, but I guess this just is what it is, which I think is a good way of looking at it. But just know you're not alone and just know that as long as you keep honoring yourself, your energy, your needs, um, things that are really just going to help take care of you while you're in that state and while you're in this state of winter going into spring, then you can't go wrong, right? Listen to your own truth, listen to your own instincts, listen to your team, listen to your intuition, and you can't go wrong, right? And again, for others, I feel like there's also the flip side of that where it's more like your your feet are almost in spring already or maybe, <clears throat> excuse me, have been in spring already and it's learning to embody like this new way of you this new expression of self maybe it's it's you're picking up certain skills maybe you're feeling more confident and then how do I navigate that within my current relationships does this still work does it not right so again you're not alone in that and for either group or anyone in between we're transitioning we're transitioning into spring and it will get better it'll get lighter now Spring equinox is typically looked at as the time where we reemerge back into spring, right? And I, I still think there's a lot of validity to that. <clears throat> Other people may feel it's coming sooner. Other people may feel like it's coming later. There's a little bit of truth in everything, as I always say. A lot of you may also like notice I'm using the term, oh, Okay, so sorry about that, guys. My camera died. So we're just gonna have to do this all audio moving forward. And anybody who's listening on Spotify or a podcast platform, no need to worry about it. Obviously, I don't completely remember where I am. But if memory serves, I was really just um, offering just this remembrance and, you know, just words of support that no matter where you're finding yourself in this polarity of experience between death and birth, winter and spring, night and and sun, sun rising again, um, that it's transitionary and everything will be starting to get feeling lighter, feeling faster, especially. Um, And I mentioned this before in other videos and also my astrology calendar poster um, that's available on Teespring. Don't know if I mentioned that, but anyway, uh, that from January to April, there is this like rise in energy and it will feel exponential from January to April. Interesting. I almost said February. So I do feel like we are at this transitionary point, this turnover um, into spring very soon. 
Now, 220 and 222, I'm feeling like this portal is almost marking that point of transition, that point of Yes, we're f- we're starting to feel the energy of spring and yes, winter is starting to wane and our feet are almost there. Our feet are almost in this brand new energy, this brand new quote unquote new year, right? Excuse me, shaman burps. <laughs> Don't mind me. 220 and 222 feels like a portal for that, for feeling that, for experiencing that, for even feeling in our bodies this like this pivot in our physical energy, in our vitality, in our motivation. Excuse me. Full Moon Virgo will be a couple days after that on the 24th as well. Excuse me, oh my God, so much energy moving through my body. Sorry, guys. Uh, and I know I'm excited for that. And I think everyone else can be potentially excited for that. Now, once we hit that window, because we have on the 19th, Chiron conjunct the North Node in Aries peaks out, but will still be present. And then we have 220 to 222, which is this, again, I'm really feeling this like the seeds of spring are here is kind of what that feels like to me. And then we have 224, the full moon in Virgo. And then we start really creeping into March and then we'll start creeping closer to spring equinox where we will be fully cemented in that spring renewed energy. It feels like this is such an important year of connecting with other people and and really putting ourselves out there and really making very tangible very direct ways of connecting and communicating and building with other people and especially working on friendships and collaborations and things of that nature um that this almost marks that transition of those experiences right so if you've been wanting to plan a trip if you've been wanting to take a class maybe plan a course uh maybe just work on your friendships maybe even meet new people this is the time to start considering making plans full moon virgo will be a great time to start really putting that into motion so to speak um because that is what virgo is for <laughs> virgo really helps to get the wheels a churning and keep them churning and keep them moving and grooving right and even from march to april to may May is going to be this very interesting month uh, where we start to hit some of that Gemini, intense Gemini energy. I do believe it's the 23rd of May where we have Jupiter moving into Gemini. I do believe Jupiter also goes square Saturn on around that time. I could be mistaken. There's a lot going on on 523. There's a lot. And that actually breaks down to 5-5-2024, which breaks down to a nine right? Is that right? Yeah, 18, 9 um, completions and, and cycles and what have you. So very interesting time that we're building up into. Uh, and I'm curious to see like what comes of that for everybody. But I really just want to do this episode to just give some support for anybody who may be struggling through the birth canal, so to speak, of these seasons from winter to spring, especially with 2024 being predicted as such a dynamic year. And when I say dynamic, it just means that there's a lot going on, um, that there's a lot of layers to it, but that it's very, very active in maybe a complex way. Uh, I do feel this divergence still, and I feel like it's actually gaining more physicality um, where you may, may even be experiencing this with people around you that they have been diverging from you, but that divergence is getting more solidified. And again, if someone diverges from your reality at this time, it's not necessarily a bad thing. And it also doesn't mean that they're not going to come back full circle with you or you with them. This is a time where we all need to meet the people we're, we need to meet, um, cultivate the skills we need to cultivate, gain the tools we need to gain to come full circle to really bridge collectively with, with other people for some bigger things going on in a creative way down the line. So, you know, if that's happening, don't 
get too upset by it. Just allow it to happen and just kind of surrender to it because adaptability and flexibility is a huge lesson for 2024 as well with all this Gemini emphasis with Jupiter Gemini as well playing a huge factor in that. So um, so yeah, just wanted to offer some words of comfort and words of support. With all this like Aries stuff too, because this you could be going through like the lens of inner child stuff with all the shadow work that's been coming up recently. But, and I don't know if anyone else has been experiencing this. I've had a lot of like stuff being put into my <laughs> my line of sight, so to speak, on these future generations, particularly Generation Alpha, which I don't have kids in my life. I'm not around children. I'm the youngest in the generation of my family on my, on my mom's side anyway. Actually, I think even on my dad's side. But anyway, not important. Point is, I don't have a lot of interaction with kids directly. So a lot of what's been coming up for me has been through other conversations, um, people telling me their experiences or just like coming across like videos and articles and things of that nature. And I really wanted to dive deeper into this for this episode, but I just didn't have the bandwidth to do it. And I really wanted to get this episode out there. So this is me saying, this is just what has come up in my awareness. And if you and if you and do some research on this, like by all means, like go and do research if you're curious as to the truth behind a lot of what people are saying about Generation Alpha. But the thing that I really just found concerning is just what state we're leaving Generation Alpha in based off of what people are saying about Generation Alpha. You know, predominantly here in the States, for anybody who's listening in another country. A lot of what I have been coming across is a lot of this referencing of teachers who are who are leaving, who are quitting at rates higher than what we see on average out here out here in the States. And obviously they, you know, they do mention pay is a big part of that, too. Uh, not having support from administration is a big part of that. That's always been a huge problem in this country when it comes to supporting teachers, but that the behavior of students is a huge part of it for them. And then seeing videos of kids assaulting teachers and it's just crazy craziness now granted a lot of this is being talked about within public schools not private schools so who knows what the private uh, private school sector looks like in relation to all of this but it's looking like especially in certain states like texas has come up a lot in, in referencing to this that there's some weird there's some weird st- stuff going on as far as education goes with generation alpha whether you want to blame the parents or blame technology, social media, what have you. Um, I'm honestly, like, now that I'm saying this, I'm also curious if there is, like, an astrological, like, component here. I mean, it is technically a generation, so there may be some generational planet stuff going on. I don't know. But (laughs) um, anyway, I digress. Either way you cut it, it's not good. This is not good. Um, The other things that I found probably even more disconcerting than teachers quitting because I get why teachers are quitting we don't teach teachers with the respect they deserve in this country we just don't we just don't do it um my own personal opinion I'm not stating as a fact that's just my opinion just the lens of me (laughs) in my observation um but also what I'm hearing about the actual education and how since I was a kid in school and I grew up in the 90s so my curriculum was like you know, 90s California era, you know, demographic, whatever words you want to use for that. The way that they're teaching kids to learn how to read now, I forget the name of the system. Again, worth researching, but they took away phonics, apparently, which I thought I actually really liked phonics as a kid. I always thought it was kind of fun, but they took phonics away and now they have this system in place. And to my understanding, again, 
please do the research. I'm not stating this as absolute facts. These are just things that have been popping up in my reality. Just food for thought. That's it. Um, this system, whatever, I forget that again, I forget the name, but this system is more about teaching them to like, it's not, mem- it's kind of memorization. It's like they'll, they'll give a kid a sentence and then they'll try to get them to like guess the word that goes there. It's like, there's no teaching of like prefix, suffix, like root words or um, anything like that. So you actually like understand the word. It's like, it's literally like guess it and then they get tested on it, but they just get tested on memorizing what they've, what they've been told to guess which is a very strange way of, of thinking about it. And the person who came up with this, again, I forget her name, but she was kind of looked at as this like more modern, like a guru in reading comprehension. And I don't really understand why, because her under, her notion of this, her explanation of this was kids will just naturally learn to read without being told to read. Now, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, not sitting as his facts, reading is a man-made thing like yes there are cultures throughout time that have their own system of communicating and recording but those were systems that were based in like pictures or symbols and yes you could argue letters are just symbols but the way that we read right nowadays is it's there's a very man-made component to it like it's not instinctual like learning to walk or learning to swim (laughs) right like it doesn't come naturally there still has to be some sort of like teaching involved so I think it's kind of strange that like there's this notion of if you put a book in front of a kid enough they'll just learn to read they'll just figure it out and I just don't think that's very like sound science but what do I know it's just my opinion so we have these kids that are like memorizing to read not actually learning to read not actually really learning what words why we put certain why certain words are formed the way they are why they're used in certain senses in the way that they are again i'm not speaking universally for all the schools out there this is just what was coming up as far as public school and maybe even some just like accepted new ways of going about teaching some of this stuff to kids and so because of that you know kids are reaching certain levels and they don't know how to read or write you got 14 15 year olds that don't know how to read or write which is kind of crazy, right? Um, And some people want to blame COVID. Sure. I think there's all kinds of factors. I don't think you could just put it on one thing. I think it's a lot of factors. And then on top of it, it's like, they can't read, they can't, I shouldn't say they can't read, they can't write. There is an issue with reading and writing that is detrimental to life skills down the line. Behavioral problems that are detrimental to life skills down the line. And then you have teachers quitting, which is detrimental to just, society and just any consequences of that down the line and then 30 years from now 40 years from now when my generation or generations before me are going to the hospital more or getting sickly more or you know transitioning on our way out in a natural way we're relying on these younger generations who will be holding society who will be holding up society so to speak what is that going to look like (laughs) right what is that going to look like? So how much are we failing our future generations? Like, I like I know we all know. There's no way we don't know this, that there's more we could be doing for our future generations. And really specifically speaking to what's going on here in the States. Like I said, I can't speak for other nations necessarily. Um, 
But what does that look like? I don't know. Looks a little unnerving to me, to be honest. So I think there's that's also something that's been coming up um, a lot, especially for anybody who has been dealing with some inner child stuff, um, or especially if anybody who's been reflecting back to how do I want to say, like what needs were not met as a child and how did that shape your experience in the present, right? In ways that maybe gave you anxiety now or maybe ways that you feel behind other people now or maybe even ways where you feel like you can't connect or relate to certain people now because you didn't get certain needs met as a child and then look at the generations now and the needs they're not getting met. What is that going to look like for them down the line? So that was just something that's been coming up. And so I wouldn't be surprised if there are a lot of people in the collective where they're reflecting on this or you may be reflecting on this listener watcher. Um, So again, all of this just food for thought as we enter into spring and as we get ready to nurture the seeds of spring and whatever beautiful new things that any of us will be a part of or create or get to experience or expose other people to. Again, this is a year of using your voice. This is a year of expression. This is a year of sharing information in different ways. And so that also may come with some shadow and restrictions in those same realms, like social media and phones and things of that nature, in order for us to really get into new ways of connecting and communicating and sharing information. Um, So I'm kind of excited to see what happens. But I think that that's everything I really wanted to mention. (laughs) I've been getting a lot of personal downloads about some like bigger um, cosmic things that I'm not really supposed to put out there yet. Um, but if you have been struggling, I hope that this has supported you in your present moment and in anything that you'll be doing in the near future. And I'm going to hop off. But again, thank you guys so much for listening and supporting me just as much as I hope I have been supportive to you in your own journeys. And I hope you have a great night and a great day. And I hope you guys take care. Namaste.